Special greetings from ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network. We were spreading the gospel throughout the nation. We thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Amen. On 
Amen. A mantle of prayer. Amen. And by the Honorable Prophetess Dr. Glenda Lane, amen, is the host for tonight. Amen. And we just pray that God begin to, amen, to enter into his presence on tonight. For those who are listening live, amen, on tonight, we just pray that God begin to strengthen each and every one of us. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for allowing your presence, amen, to manifest on tonight. We thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit resting on us tonight. We bind up every form of distraction, oh God, that we counsel. We counsel and get the assignment on tonight. Father, as we enter into your presence on tonight, Father, oh God, we feel the leadership of the Holy Ghost on tonight. Father, we Father, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. Ham double shook, hold double so cold up by my nata for the sake. Dear Father, we thank you, O God, as a woman of God, go forth with fire on tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you, O God, for releasing your anointing, O God, on tonight. We block out every form of distraction that prevent, amen, this is matter of the Holy Ghost, amen, the madness, amen, the Holy Ghost, spiritual madness on tonight. And Father, we thank you, oh God, as we saturate this place. Father, we thank you, oh God, for allowing us to move to the next dimension. Father, oh, we sustain God for things, for God to move the things out of our way. That is a complete hindrance. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, God, on tonight, my Father, I don't know what you have in store for us on tonight, but Father, as we get ready to embark into the year of 2022, you begin to change and shift some things around in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight, as we release this woman of God. We find up in the form of the internet can crash. We find up everything, amen, that's going to prevent us, amen, from giving you a little worship and giving you your praise and giving you what is due to you in this season. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight as we embark into your presence, oh God. And when this woman of God begins to release the platform on tonight, 
We are open and walking into a new season. We're walking into a new year destiny. We're walking into the ship. We're walking into the atmospheric pressure. We're walking into my hills. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Rabashe kebe besike, rabo soko, rabashe, niya soko, rabashe. Father, we thank you, mamba seke, nandyo soko, rabashe ke, nandya seke. Father, we thank you for your presence on tonight. Hamda boshe ke, tadadabase, rabababase, kondo boboshe. Father, oh God, as we release the whole spirit tonight, release the new fire that's getting ready to embark in tomorrow night. In the name of Jesus, release, 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 release in the anointing. Release in your power. Release in the option of the Holy Ghost. Release, oh God, as the power will begin to fall on tonight as the power begins to embark into another journey. Father, you're releasing your exousius dunamis power on tonight. We pulled out every stronghold and cast out every form of sickness, every form of infirmity, every form, even the form of disability, the disobedience, oh God, how that people have fallen short huh? because they know better. But Father, as we stand on through that, as we bark into the new year, we extend for when we bark into your presence. My God from heaven, we thank you. We thank you, God, on tonight. And as we release, amen, the prophet of the hour on tonight, none other. Hando Boshe, Kera Jose, himself tonight, prophet, Dr. Linda Lane on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Another Thursday night. Praise God. I can tell you with the surety we've been doing this over three years. I've never missed a Thursday night. And I praise God for this. Um, I was going another direction, but the Lord led me to this direction. Um, so, and we can to ask you to turn. Bibles to the book of Mark. Of Mark. And we're going to work with Mark 5, verse 24, 25, 6, 27. And we'll just stop when the Holy Ghost tells to stop. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord and God. We want you to all, um, uh, we're going to, this is the last broadcast for Thursday night for this year. And I don't know about you, all of us have gone through something, mm-hmm. whether it's spiritual, economical, financial, social, all of us have gone through something this year. And this even past two years, especially because of this COVID-19, which is a kind of plague, amen. And I believe that God's dealing with his people, amen. Uh, and he's allowed these things. The word is not called, but he's allowed these things to happen so that the church can get back into its place, that the church can acknowledge who God is, that the church can do what thus said the Lord, because we're supposed to be the light of the world. Amen. We have to be able to take 
dominion and power and authority. Um, because without God, you can do nothing. None of us can. Amen. And um, and we're going to preach amen from Mark uh, 5th chapter. Let's pray. Father, um, we thank you for the word tonight. And I never enter, enter this Thursday night or any Thursday night without praying. So God, you know what you want us to re- to give and to receive in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that for those that are listening by Facebook or any other entity, I thank you for them, God. I thank you, God, because I consider them my little private audience, God, because I teach as if I'm talking to my daughters, my sisters, my brothers, my sons, and my daughters. I ask you to open the word of God for understanding. I thank you, God, that you will change their spiritual hearts towards you. So let them know that we cannot live, we can live without food, but we can't live without Christ. We can live without money, but we can't live without you, God. To open their hearts, their minds, and their spirits, that they will no longer uh, uh, think about the things of the world, but know you and the pardon of your sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. The book of Mark. Amen. Amen. Mark. We're going to start at amen. Um, the 24th verse. Amen. The book of Mark. Hallelujah. The book of Mark. And we're going to start at the 24th verse. Amen. I want you to realize that this is the last um, Thursday night of the year. And first of all, I thank you for all of you for participating and just listening. I thank God that God allowed me to impart something in your spirit to know that Jesus is King, that He is Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. That it's not about money, it's not about things. At the end of the day, it's about your relationship with Christ. Again, it's not about things, it's not about people. It's about your personal walk with God, your personal talk with God, your personal relationship with God. Now, this particular scripture, amen, is talking about Amen. Healing. A healing process. And it's not just a healing process of finances. It's not just a healing process of, of, of social economics. But a healing process that we take place in Christ when we receive any kind of healing. Now, but this particular healing talks about the healing of a body, of physical body that he was that the woman was touched by Christ and I want you to know that every time we give a message or anytime we come in contact with somebody and but the healing virtue that's within Christ is within you so no matter who you are or where you're going there is a process in you when you have Christ in you that there's a 
healing balm that's sitting in your spirit that can touch other people, whether it be a, a social, financial, or spiritual. It takes a, a healing process that only comes through Christ himself. And that's what we're talking about tonight. A healing process that we go through in Christ, whether it's from our children, grandchildren, our husbands, there's a healing process that can only come through Jesus Christ. Mark 5. Mark 5. Praise the Lord. Starting at the 24th um, verse. 24th verse. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged them. In other words, I listen to that word strong. All it means is there's a multitude. There were a multitude of people because they were all crying out for Jesus. They wanted to be touched by him. They wanted to, to know him. They wanted to follow him. And so there are a multitude of people. Anytime you have anybody that have healing ministry, people will follow them because they want the healing from God. Sometimes people follow just to see what's going on. But this particular woman, amen, was following her because she wanted to be healed. So you can be within millions of people, but there's a healing virtue that can, can, can attach itself through Christ that you can be healed. No matter what the healing process, whether it's, again, financial, social, economical, whether you have age, whether you have gonorrhea, whether any kind of issue in your body can be healed by Christ if you believe. So we have to learn to believe what the word of God is saying tonight. That this woman that probably had spent so much money going from doctor to doctor, physician to physician, um, um, uh, her body was having issue of blood that would not stop. So at this point she decided if this man that they say he is, this Jesus is healed, can heal people. I am going to press my way to Christ. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn to, to press our way to Christ. Press in his word. Press in his way. Press in his thoughts present attitude because I made up in my mind that I need to know Jesus, the part of his sins, and I need the healing balm of Gilead to get into my loins because I'm sick of being sick. I'm sick of being broke. I'm sick of being tired. I'm sick of being called all kinds of things. I am just sick of it. So God, you have got to do something for me. 
But here Jesus is surrounded by a multitude of people. But it's so interesting that around of a multitude of people that was following him, but the virtue of God himself tapped into the mind of this woman so that that virtue at that time reached out and touched God. Why? Because she had a sincere desire to feel and know the anointing of God that she could be healed. That she was desperate. She must have to realize that we have to get to a point that we have to be desperate. You can pray for me all you want to, but if I don't get desperate enough, I can't touch Jesus' garment. I can touch it naturally. But the spiritual touch from God can heal me when I have got desperation in my heart that I made up in my mind no matter what I'm going to do. Because at that time, women weren't supposed to be approached by men. That's why the disciples got so upset when the women would come around them because at that time the women could not be approached by, by, by men. But there was such a power. There was such an authority. There was such a love there that oozed out into the spirit of this woman that she was healed instantly. But then Jesus said, who touched me? Who, who touched me? That's the interesting part. Jesus said, who touched me? There was so much power. There was so much authority. There was so much love. There was thousands of people around him. But Jesus, he, he said this. He said, who touched me? So there was so much love. There was so much authority. There was so much love. You got to have the love of God in you to the point that Jesus wanted to know who you are. I really believe it. That we have to know, we have to give that love to Christ in such a way that when he touches you with his love, you are healed. We've got to love Jesus so much. I believe some people today aren't healed because of the love of love for one another. You love Jesus, but you don't love everybody else. And you say, why? Why can you tell me that? That I'm not, I'm, I'm not loving people. What? By your actions. Do you show love? Do you show kindness? Do you show long suffering? All nine gifts of the spirit 
has to be present in your life in order for God to heal you completely. You got to go through Galatians and you'll find out. Do you have the joy of God? Do you have the love of God? Do you have the long suffering of God? Do you have all nine fruits of the spirit in order to receive to receive the healing of God in you? So, but you do I do I need to do, do I need all this? I just thought I could just I can just command uh, things that happen. I can just, I just believe God. No, but if you don't have all nine gifts of the spirit, which is joy, love, hand, all those things, all nine gifts of the spirit, how you expect God to heal you if you don't check yourself to know you're lining up with the word of God. Amen. We've got to line up with God all nine gifts. So if you mean spirited, if you're cussing, if you're lying, all these things, you've got to line up with the principles of God. Okay. I don't believe that God would give give us all these gifts and we don't line up with it. Yeah. You expect God to do these miraculous things for you and you don't line up with him. You don't give God your all in all. You 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 want you certain things you accept, some things you don't, but then you want to line up with the word of God. But the power of God. Got a hold to that woman from a distance. But he, he did not know her name. But he knew her touch. Now that's the part right there. My God. He did not know her name. Why else would he say he touched? But he knew her touch. He felt her virtue. And we cannot sin and know his virtue. You cannot lie and know his virtue. For us to know him and the pardon of his sins, we must accept all of him. Not selective love, selective kindness, selective attributes, but we must know all of him. And that's why he said, who touched me? Thousands of people. But he saw the virtue in her. He knew that something was tugging on his heart strings. He knew that something was in the midst of him was so holy that I could touch him through my father. Who? Who touched me? Somebody that touched him that had a relationship with him. A personal, close-up, desperate cry out to God in the spirit, I need you, Jesus. 
to the point that even if I don't get healed, I know you touch me. First, it was her desire to be healed. He, she had a desire to heal. She didn't have desire just to go sit in front of him and have a good little message and, and drop some little coins in the offering. But he, she had a desire to be healed from her afflictions. She wasn't worried about anybody else's afflictions. He didn't worry about I had to do this. No, no. She was just, she has a desire to be healed by the almighty God. She probably had all kinds of remedies. Had all kinds of people around her saying all kinds of stuff, but she was determined to hear from Jesus herself. You can go to church sometimes and be happy sometimes and go home and have a good dinner, but there's sometimes you've got to put yourself in a space with God that's God is just me and you and you and me, and I'm not going to bed till I get an answer. I, I'm not going to bed till I get delivered. I, I, I'm not going to bed until you promise me you're going to save my grandchildren. Come on, come on. I'm not going to bed till I know my whole life is going to change. I am sick of this, God. It's just me and you and you and me, and I'm not coming out of this room till you do something for me because I am sick and tired right. of being sick and tired. Have you ever been that way? I'm just oh. sick and tired of being sick and tired. Oh, I'm I'm sick of tired that I'm trying to tell you what to do with you. Don't, you know, I'm sick yeah, of tired Jesus. of all this stuff. Either God, you're going to do it. I'm Come sick of now. this. I am sick of the devil. Tired, yeah. I'm sick of my children. I'm sick of tired of being sick of tired. I'm sick of my car falling apart. Ooh, I'm Jesus. sick of tired of my neighbors that's lying to us. I'm sick and tired of everything. I don't know about you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am to the point that I'm sick and tired and I'm making my mind that I ain't doing nothing except for God say do it. My God, walk in it proper. It ain't working. I'm tired of this. I am so sick of tired. If I could pull off all my clothes, put on my my clothes and they talk about you know, get wrapped up with those cloth. so you I'm gonna do what I I'm sick of this mess in my life. If you can't talk to me right, don't talk to me at all. If you don't love me, just get the hell away from me. I am sick and I I'm not gonna go through another year of mess and lying and cheating and qualifying and I'm worried about what they say, what they don't say, what they do and what they don't. I am sick of out of this mess and walk in it, prophet. I'm sick. I'm sick yes, of the Lord. blood. I'm sick of the stench. I'm 
sick and I go and they bathe and give me about five minutes, the blood's still coming down and it's not the red, but it's the stinking blood that's, that's a dark that's sitting there that's trying to come out of my womb and won't come out. I am sick of that God. I realized I needed a touch from Jesus. Those men all around you, but they don't realize what I'm going through. That's why they didn't understand what was going on. That's why I didn't want the women around the men, because the women weren't supposed to be with the men, especially when it comes to a point of the blood that's coming from you. But I didn't care what was going on. All I needed is my Jesus. And I just couldn't handle just being from a door. I just don't want to be from afar. I I just want to be near him. I just want to be in his presence. I just want to feel his fire. I just want to feel the intimate parts of him in me. I can't make it no more. Have you ever had a night in your life where you just couldn't live no more I, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just I just like everything in my heart was broken my, my inner heart was broken my outward heart was broken I, I lost everything that was valuable to me it wasn't the money it wasn't power it wasn't education but I needed Jesus in the part of his sins and everything and you got the nerve to say that I'm a woman that you can't talk you can't do that because you're a woman oh no, that ain't the Bible. No. That's decadence. That's authority. That's arrogance. That's mean spiritist. And you can't go to heaven with those attitudes. Walk in it, prophet. Sure can. So she was desperate. You could pray all you want to, but if you don't have a desperate prayer, it ain't going no further than the ceiling. You can pray all you want to, but if your heart's not right, it ain't going no further than the ceiling. Yes. Well, you can pray all you want to us do what you want to, but if your heart is not right. Yes. If your heart doesn't love Jesus like the Bible says, not how you say it, but if you don't love God like the Bible says it, you're just wasting your time. Your heart, your heart, your heart. Your heart. Your heart has four chambers. Your physical heart has four chambers. One side of your heart pushes the red blood. But the other part of your heart pushes venous blood. And the blood circulates throughout your heart from the time that you're born to the day that you die. And that process of blood going through your body, it goes all the way from your feet, comes back up to the other side. It continuously goes around because God's washing our blood. He's washing our mind. He's washing our spirit. He knows the way. He says to Job, he says, I know the way that you take, Job. I know when you're lying. I know when you're cheating. I know when you're pointing at you. I know everything. There's nothing hidden under the sun. The Bible says that. So when you make up in your mind to be 
purified in the spirit. When you make up your mind, you're going to live for him. When you make up your mind, I don't worry about no help, God. Yes, he knows your ways. He knows you make mistakes. But when you walk in a circle for 40 and 50 and 60 years, say, I'm making mistakes. No, the devil's a liar. You're doing it because you want to do it. You're fornicating because you want to say it. You're lying because you want to say it. You're doing what you want to do. And you have the nerve to think that God does not know what you're doing. Oh, my God. My God. But this woman, this little woman that was feeble and bleeding, said, if I didn't just get to Jesus, and if I die, I die. But I'm getting there because I is the only hope I've got left. Y'all men may not realize it, but you know, every time a woman has a child, we are set into a place where we can almost die. Now you tell it. Tell the truth. Come on. When a woman has a child, your whole body changes. Your cervix opens up. For you to produce a child. Jesus. But anything can happen in the midst of the, of the, the surface opening up. You are now in a life and death situation and anything can go wrong. Well, here this woman was in a death and life situation. We don't know. The Bible didn't sell us. That she ran out of money. The devil, the, the, the Bible doesn't tell, tell you the increases of this particular woman. But she had to be desperate. Y'all got to learn. Y'all got to learn to cry in desperation. You've got to pray in desperation. You've got to fast in desperation. You've got to say, God, if I die, I die. But I've got a made up in my mind. I want my children saved. I want my husband saved. I want the folks on the job saved. We've got to yes, be Lord. desperate. Yes, Lord. And some of us are being hitting back with God. We sometimes you want to pray, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a mess.
and, and you, I, y'all might think I'm crazy, but literally, I just scared how I just began to talk it to me. It was just, I said, oh, God, this is good. I, God, I hadn't heard this, this, this like, he was like sitting right in the beds right next to me. And I, I actually saw the beds move a little bit, but that's happened to me before, so I didn't get afraid. And God just began to talk to me, and he began to talk to me about this season that's coming into this tuition this year and you I don't want you to think that it's going to get any better but it's not going to get better better and, and you're going to find even the children uh, uh, begin to die from this this covert 19 thing even more so and then uh, some people that you think is not going to have no chances to live God's going to raise folks up there's some things going to happen this coming year that it'll you will you let me tell you the earth will shake God the voice the earth will shake because the Bible talks about that the earth is groaning for his manifestation of his glory. You wonder why earthquakes are happening in places. You wonder why things are happening because God's earth is groaning for the manifestation of his glory. And I began to just talk to me. I said, oh God, I hadn't heard all this stuff in a lot. I just felt this presence. I felt the glory. Because God's getting to do some miracle things, some miraculous things. I'm on in the name of Jesus, in the midst of desperation, in the midst of his glory, in the midst of things that are falling apart. God still got his hands on his people for his glory. That's why God touched this woman because of his glory. She was desperate enough to turn the phone off. He's desperate enough to sometimes when you might not feel like you want to go, you know you know you've got to go to work, but there are times that you got to take some save some of those days so you can just get in your house, get in your room, because God's getting ready to do something, and you've got to mount yourself up on an eagle's oh wing God, and, and fly high in desperation. Hallelujah. Jesus. That's what happens in the eagles. The eagles begin to mount up on the wings of the eagle and go high in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our rains, in the midst of everything. You've got to learn to mount up in the things of God. Have your way, Holy Ghost. For this woman was desperate. Desperate to have a fasting life. Desperate when the last time y'all had a fast on. The last time you had to fast 10, 13 days. But where we're going now, we have to have a fasting life. Yes. We have time when we stop eating because the fasting represents God. The same God. I can live without food, but I can't live without you. That's why we got to start fasting again. That's why the old church had power, because they fasted. The old church had the anointing. Why? Because they're fasting. Hallelujah. You've got to go back to the old landmarks in Christ. That's why you have earthquakes in diverse places. That's why you hear see, see fish 
on the seashore that aren't there that shouldn't be dead because God's trying to get his church in order. God's people is in order. And again, Jesus said, who touched me? Because there was such a virtue that left his body and he wanted to know, well, who touched me? I don't see nobody around me but men, but where is he? Where, where is that virtuous person? Where was that person that I needed to heal? Where was that person that left the virtue God? And I didn't know where, when there was a virtue that left me as I was walking, but who, who touched me? Who, who, But when you get desperate enough, to seek for God, when you get desperate enough that nothing matters but you and God, when you get desperate enough that I really don't care about anything else except Jesus, I, I get desperate enough that God, that God's glory is shining around me, that God's desperate. I'm desperate for you, God. I can't, I can't breathe without you. I can't, I don't want another breath without you, God. I can't, I can't live. I can't live. I can't breathe. I can't think. I just need you now. For God's glory. This woman needed a touch from God. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and the throngs of him. Hallelujah. And a certain woman, certain woman, which had an issue of blood. Now, I don't tell you what kind of issue. She could be going through menopause. She could be going through any kind. It did not say what kind of issue, but he said it was for 12 years. Can you imagine being deathly sick for 12 long years and that wouldn't bring about desperation? For 12 years, a stench in her body, a, a 12 years that she didn't want to be around anybody. 12 years that she probably gave all her money to the physician. But 26 says this, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Now, some of us have been in trouble if we've been in certain churches. You done gave all your money and nothing happened? Well, you never get to the front of the line no more. Because it wasn't money. It's respiration because, Lord, I realized that nothing else can help me except you. Hallelujah. For 27 says this, and when she had heard of Jesus and came in the press. 
So here's the big guy of the time. This was Jesus. They were following him, the multitude. It does not say how many, but Jesus had a multitude of people because one time somebody gets, gets healed, everybody wants to follow you. Some follow for good reason. Some people come to be nosy. And some people come desperate. But any time you have a healing ministry of any kind, people follow you. But just because I follow you doesn't mean you're always going to be healed. Again, Jesus wants the whole man. He doesn't want the, 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 the part of you to give, but he wants your heart. He wants your heart beat. He wants your heart spring. He wants you to know that you're following him because of the right reasons. He wants to know the total part of who you are. And that's why I said to you, you've got to have all nine gifts of the spirit. Just don't run after me for money. Just don't follow after me because you want to be a part of the lottery. You want to follow after Jesus because you need to know all of him and all the part of his sin. Mm. You got to have all nine gifts. You got to have joy. You got to have that joy on the inside as well as the outside. Because right. some people can put a good face on the outside. Well, on the inside, you crying, you're desperate too, but you don't want them to know you're desperate. I don't care no more. I'm desperate for God. I have been so close to death that I know, I know that I know if I don't stay in the place with God, I will die because God has given me a promise. But I can't go back on his promises. Come and on. if you make a promise to God, you cannot go back to on his promises. Okay. When you said you made up in your mind, you're giving your life to Christ, I'm following after him. And I've been I'm in a I've been at a desperate place. And then somebody comes along and offers you some beer. Somebody comes and tells you to do something, and you know that you've been death near a death. You you gotta run after somebody else because now you're up again. No, get up, love God, and be desperate. My God. Be desperate. Be desperate that I'm not going to be looked back. I'm, that's why what happened, this woman, she looked back. She was coming out of bondage. She was going to make it. But when she just looked back one time, she died. And are you going to be so desperate to turn around and look back and remember about what you lost and what you had? And, and this? No, no, no. When you make up in your mind to go forward in every aspect of your life. We cannot continue to turn around. Now, yes, sometimes I'll go and say, oh, I did so-and-so when I wasn't saved. It's okay to witness to people. But if every time I turn around and I'm reminding you, I used to do this and I had to, no, 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 no. That's a bond just sitting right in there trying to come out of you again because you are not delivered. 
And some of y'all saints need to be delivered. My God. Yes, you know how to go to church. Yes, you know how to read the Bible. Yes, you know how to pray. No, but you're still in bondage when you forgive and keep bringing the same thing up again because you are not delivered. We're not del- we're not delivered. We're, and we, you might be delivered, but you're not set free. Yes, you might be delivered, but if you're doing the same thing again, you're not delivered. That's it. That's it. Okay? Because if you're delivered, you ain't doing the same thing again and again 30 and 40 years later because you are now delivered. You're a new creature in that particular thing. But if you do the same thing year after year, generation after generation, because anything is 40 years as a generation. So now, if the generation is 40 years, you're 60 or 70 years old, you're not delivered because oh it's a generational curse within you. Oh, my God. Rock it, rock it. And folks don't want to talk about deliverance, but you need to be delivered. Okay. And 40 years, like I said, 40 years represents a generation. So now you're 40, you're, you're 60, but you're doing what you did 40 years ago. It's a generational curse. You have not, it has not been broken off you. You're doing the same thing. And then nobody wants to be, want to meet the issue or, or, or they want, oh, you, oh, yo, you can do this and oh, you can, no, no. Yes, you can preach the gospel. Yes, you can tell folks down in the church, but you can still be not delivered if you're doing the same thing. It's a generational curse that you have put in part. Your father, your mother might have been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But your generational curse is sitting on you. And if you don't be careful, that generational curse will sit on you, your children, and your grandchildren. Because they are not delivered. You are not set free. And everywhere in the Bible, it talks about the number 40. It It represents a word, a generational thing. Whether it's generational by money, generation by power, a generation by authority, it is a generation. So for 40 years, you're doing the same thing. It's a generational thing if you're continuing it when you're 60 or 50. But this woman, she didn't want no more generational curses. This woman said, today... I'm tired. Folks talk a lot of times about us women, you know. Uh, this women will drive us crazy. Women don't know what they want. Women, but I tell you one thing. When you find a woman that's filled with the Holy Ghost, and she has made up her mind that she's going to do what God called her to do, she says she's going to go where she wanted, where God told us to go, I am going to, I'm going to live holy, acceptable unto God, unless I have a husband, I have made up in my mind, I don't care what happens, it's not about being gay, it's not about him being homosexual, it's about, I've made up your mind that I'm going to live for the Lord, if, 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 and no matter what happens, I'm living for the Lord. And this woman had made up in her mind she was sick of being sick. Uh, We're talking about thousands of people around us. But this woman, that the virtue of Christ 
pay attention to this woman because she was sick of her situations. And y'all, people got to realize you got to get sick of your situations. And when you get oh, sick of your yeah. situations, she'll, right. you'll start knocking things out of the way. All right. Come on now. All right. You will knock everything out of the way. That if you can't deal with it, get the heck out of my life. Get the heck out of my way. Because I made it in my mind that I'm going to see the king one day. Who all don't want to go with me, fine. Who all don't like me, fine. Who don't want me, fine. Who don't care about me, that's fine. I have got to see Jesus one day. So this woman began to push. This woman began to push. And I, you can't tell me what she's walking around for 12 years with blood uh, issues coming out of her body that those men didn't recognize there was something sinking around her. Because when your body has blood coming from it, it has a stench. It has a smell, and she got rid of all her money trying to get healed through a man, but the only man could heal her was Jesus herself. And she was determined. We've got to be determined to do what's right. In the midst of the wrong things, we've got to be determined to do what God has planned and told us to do. And then we have to be determined to exercise the power of believing and holding on to faith. They say faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence. That's what they say. But at this point, you've got to go beyond what they say, and it's what Jesus says. It's beyond, it's Jesus and you. See, our relationship is just Jesus and you and you and Jesus. Not you and nobody else. No, it's you and me. Jesus, you heal me or you don't. But either way, I have got to get in contact with you spiritually. You've got to have a relationship with Christ. I can't love him one minute and hate him the next. I can't love him this minute and the next minute. This my this fine man walked in there to go, girl, look at him. He know he's fine as wine. <laughs> you love him one minute, but then you give every dime you got to your children. That's your children making your children go get a job. We love him one minute, and then. You don't want to do nothing for nobody because you're selfish. You're uh-huh. mean-spirited. Oh, Jesus. Okay? You you love me. You love God one minute, but the next minute, yeah, all you want to do is go and whore hop around. No, you love me one minute, and then the next minute, the devil just using you. Hmm. You, you, no, you. We can't have... We can't live Say that kind of word. life with Christ. Word, I mean, promise. I really, you just, yeah, the Bible says you might as be hot or cold, but don't be in the middle. Come Uh-oh. on, don't, 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 just, just don't, don't be a whore, a whore, a whore by night and sweet by day. Oh, you better say it. You better say it. You're a whore at night, but in the daytime, you, you love the Lord. No, it can't, it, it don't work like that. Ooh. You either, you either hot or you're cold. You, you either in or you're out. You're up or you're down. But hot you off the crest. In the life of Christ. You, you love me this minute and. 
but then the next minute you you, um, you say I'm crazy. No, 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 no. God don't work like that. And even if I am crazy, love me into subjection. Love me into the Holy Ghost. Love me till I have to say I yield, I yield. Love me, uh, with compassion. Love me till I just want to just fall at your footsteps. Love me unconditionally. Love me with joy. Love me with passion. Love me in such a place that I got to fall in line with God. Love me. Don't beat me. Don't curse me. Don't call me all kind of names. No, no, no. Love me with the passion of God. Love, 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 love. Love, love. Sometimes the problem with folks that don't love is they don't know how to love. They don't know how to love. I ain't talking about sexual love, but you've got to love with compassion. Yes, Lord. Amen. Mm, every time I see you fussing at me, that's not compassion. That means you don't know how to how to approach people with, with love and kindness. Yes. My Bible says with love and kindness have I drawn thee. So yes. you drawing me with compassion. You love, show me with kindness. You draw with me with sweetness. You draw me that I just got to be around you because I feel the fire of God in you and I want to be like you. Like Michael Jordan, I want to be like my, we got to learn to Draw people with love and kindness till I want to be with you. I want to be, I want to ride in the car with you. I want to go to the store with you. Because there's a love. There's a something that's drawing me. Like our wow. mothers, sometimes when our mothers, we were growing up with that's our babies, uh, we would then just hug them. We would put them in our arm and we, on, on one side, we cook them with the other side because it was that love. And, and when you bring up children that don't have any love, it's because they're uh, either the parents didn't know that or either the parents had baby after baby after baby so the children had no time to bond with them and sometimes even with families the children that are creating so much mess and so much because they have not having the love from the beginning so they don't know how to love but in Jesus Jesus will Teach us Ooh, how Jesus. to love. He will draw us to him. He will draw us in kindness. He'll draw us in love. He'll draw us for no reason at all. I just come by to see you, brother, because I love you. Because that kind of love has to come. And it's not about woman love and man love, but it's about the love of Jesus Christ himself that's teaching us how to love. And when you find a man or a woman cannot show that kind of love, it's because they have not been shown the kind of love as a child, as a child. Is it? So love covers. He says in Chronicle 13, it says love covers. Love draws. Love represents. Love feels. Because you can have a sexual love in a marriage, but yet don't like them because it's a physical love. But this woman had the love where she just made up in her mind she wanted Jesus. So we've got to be desperate to know God. We have to be desperate that we need a healing from Jesus. And we must confess God 
that if I have done anything in my lifetime that I don't even know, for God, forgive me. Some of us, we need to just to go to God and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for things I did yes. wrong and forgive me for those things that I didn't even know I did wrong. God, forgive me for how I treated people. We've got to ask God for forgiveness. How are you going to get healed? How are you going to change? And if you don't ask God forgiveness. That's it. That's it. They know it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, God knows. No, God knows that you're unforgivable. God knows that you're nasty. God knows that you're mean-spirited. God, you're, you're controlling. It is not God. The only one that has control, that Satan wants us to, to keep us under control and under bondage because you want to keep your foot on my neck. But let me tell you what, take your foot off my neck, go back to hell, and you can stay there in the name of Jesus. Walk in walk in it because this woman could have just said lord i'm just sick of this and man hate everybody but it does not show anywhere in the scripture that this woman hated anybody she just wanted to be healed she just wanted to be changed she wanted to be delivered that's all she wanted she wanted to be delivered. Not God. She wanted to be delivered. 38, 28 says this. For she said, if may, so he may touch, but his clothes, I shall be made whole. See, that's the thing. All she wanted, she never said, I want to talk to Jesus. She said, if I could but touch, touch, I want no conversation. I want no long hair, no hands laid on me. I don't want no me. I don't want to leave an offering in your hands so you can deliver me. He said, if I could just but touch. All she wanted was contact. With his clothes. Because she wasn't asking for a lot. She just wanted Jesus. If I could just touch you. And that's y'all got to learn to say to say to God, God, if you could just touch me, touch, touch the hem of my garment. If I could just get that touch out, I'm okay now. I'm okay, God. Because I realize my relationship is the only thing that matters. The only thing that makes is me. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if, what if you're in the, you're in the midst of, of, of death or dying and you can't really get a hold of your preacher? What if something happens and, 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 and your mama ain't praying for you? What if something happens but he's saying, God, if I could just touch him. I don't want to stand toe-to-toe with you. But I do want to touch. I want to touch. I want a touch from the Almighty God. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. So she's declaring that her healing. She is declaring her own healing. Sometimes you have to declare your own healing. Yes. Verse 30 says this. And Jesus immediately 
knowing in himself the virtue had gone out of him and turned and said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? Jesus wants us to realize that the virtue of God is within us when we touch him. The touch, the virtue of God was released and he didn't even know who it was. So it's not even so much about your, your name. Your name don't mean nothing. Your relationship with Christ is the most important thing in the world. Your relationship with Christ. And the only way you're going to get there is building a relationship with him. Not nobody else. Your relationship with Christ. And knowing that he is the healer. He is the comforter. He is the keeper. He is the shade on our right hand. And now, without a shadow of doubt, God is in control. Amen. Father, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. I thank you for allowing me to release this word. You touched me. I speak to everybody under the sound of my voice. Doesn't matter what country, doesn't tell her what state. But we're in the time of pandemic, for you have to realize who touches you is Jesus. Who changes you is Jesus. Who makes a way for you is Jesus. But we have to know him and the part of his sins. God, allow me to be a time where I can spend time with us. Let them know that your people this year, it's going to get worse. But God, we know that you are in the palm of your hand. Save us, deliver us, change us, watch us, keep us, whatever you need to do, God. But know that we love you more than anything else. Amen. And then we turn it back over just for anybody else who'd like to say anything. Um, also, Eric. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I heard my friend, my um, apostle, um, our friend, um, uh, prophetess Daphne, could you say something? I want to hear your voice. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. I uh, really, truly enjoyed, I enjoyed you tonight. Now, um, it's been in my spirit for the longest. I had been thinking about that same thing about being desperate. And um, people don't realize that that's what the Lord is looking for. He brought it all out tonight. He brought every bit of that message out. And um, if people would be desperate, like you said, like, like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, then mm -hmm. the Lord would come because that's what yes. he's looking for. You brought that's that right. message out so clear that if people would be different, let's see, we got attitudes. We 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 are 
Yes. We get distracted. We get distracted. And then, um, um, and the enemy is playing with people. He's playing, yeah. he's playing with a lot of people's minds, you know, but if you were desperate, then, then you would, you would, you would do no matter what it takes, you would kick, like they said back in the day, everybody to the curb. And I don't care who you are. And you then you said, I don't care what you think about me. You yes. said yes. that you were gonna go on. You and basically yes. you're gonna go on and, and see what the end is gonna be. It's like the old yes. said. I think I'll run on and see what the end is gonna be. It don't matter about family, friends, cousins, wives, you name your yes. love tonight. Yeah. And and yes. I really appreciate you bringing that out because a lot of people need to hear that that they need to be desperate for Christ. And um, I just and I and I and I just enjoyed I enjoyed the message. Uh, I'm always say this: it is very profound. When it's profound, it's profound. Amen. And thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, daughter. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. All right, Dolores, are you on the line? No, she's not on the line tonight. Dolores, can you say something? Okay. Okay. Well, anybody else? Okay, Miss Miss Erica. Yeah. Say a few words and then yeah. All right. Um, we just thank everybody for tuning in. Amen. That was a powerful word. Powerful words tonight. Amen. Um, like you said, being desperate. When a person is desperate enough, they'll be willing to make changes. And they're gonna say, I'm going to make yeah. changes. But like you said, they gotta get sometimes some people have to hit rock bottom to really just say, I'm tired of it because it's a repetitive cycle. Um, over and over and over. And like you said, when you get to the point when you see yourself going down the same road over and over and over, uh, we have to take the time and the opportunity to examine ourselves. You know, how like we take yeah. our communion and we say, let each man examine themselves. And this every single day that we have to constantly examine ourselves to see what we yeah. what we truly are doing, you know? And that, that shows yeah. when there's a, a true sincerity you have a true sincerity with Christ, knowing that if I know I did something, I shouldn't have to come to you and ask you, did you do it? And then you turn around the night and then less three minutes later, you telling me, oh, you know what? To be truthful, let me just be truthful. Well, I shouldn't have to tell you that you should be truthful from the beginning. You know, that's a fallacy in a relationship right there. You're not telling me that you trust you want me to trust you. You trust me. You should know how I am. Yeah, I know how you are. You're a whore. You being disrespectful, yeah. you have no pride, yeah. you know, you full of hell. Yeah. And then you want to lie when somebody catching the lie prophetically and hold on somebody okay. and even in a natural. No. So that's not a relationship. Yeah. You really, truly don't have a relationship, a sincere relationship with Christ, because obviously you, you're so self-righteous and self-pious and religious to, you know, earthly good. You know, and we don't want to get to that point that we're so we, we're up in the air. What, like you said, one minute and being unstable, which is double-minded. You know, and when they constantly double-minded, like you said, I'd rather be either hot or cold. I don't want to be caught in the middle because when you be caught in the middle, he gonna spit you out. 
and said, why are you here? <laughs> why are you wasting my time? Yeah. Why are you wasting my space? Why you just, you know, you just, you on that, do you realize that you are on borrowed time? Do yeah. you realize yeah. that? I, I think some people just yeah. realize, don't realize that they are on borrowed time. Why are you wasting people's time and you want people to pray out and launch out for you, but you can't even speak a word of life to your own self? Yeah. Oh, you can't yeah. do for yourself. Yeah, and that's that that I'll tell you, even with generations. Yeah. The Bible talks about generations meaning forty years. Yes. So you you walk the first forty years of your life, uh-huh. and um, then you still you're another generation occurs because you have not changed. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all both change. And then when you you hit forty, that's a generation. So now you're sixty. Yes. You're still walking. Still, basically, still walking in a generational curse because it's, it leaves generation to generational curse because you have never changed, you know, right. and and, and, you, and you're not you're not because you've not changed. It now it becomes from a generation to a generational curse because mm-hmm. it, it's going more and more right. and more. And then that's when your children and your grandchildren are now taking on those generational curses because they see what they say, do what they do, and the children see more than we do mm-hmm. because we might see them one way, but they see us behind the closed door. They know how we act when we're not with around you know the public. So you're carrying these generational curses, and you can still go to church. You can still be preaching, but that generational church is right there right. because they're not. They don't know better, or they're they're not confessing it. They've not changed their life, yes. so they see, okay. and then it comes to pass mm. because it's because they seeing, and what most children do is what they do what they see. Mm. So if they see you doing it, in other words, you person, how and then you're mad, you want to fuss at your children because the children are cursing, but the children are doing what they see. So then oh, it becomes a generational curse because wow. it's broken by the spirit of God only. So, mm. you know, we have to be careful um, what's going on. And like I say, with this coming year, we really have to stay prayerful. And because um, um, there may be days we may not have food to eat. We don't know what's going on down the line, mm. but I don't think it's going to get any better right now. So, um, but praise God, we just trust God because he says, he shall provide all of our needs. He didn't say wants. He said what we need uh, as well. So, but um, I, I'm um, one that God gave me that message tonight. I had somewhere else to go, but that was the one he told me to go to. So, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We thank God on tonight. Amen for tuning in tonight on a mantle of prayer every Thursday night, amen, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, for those or for tomorrow, we have our watch night service tomorrow night, yes. uh, right, at 1030. Yes. So for yes. those who I, we have already sent the invite to, personally invited to, yeah. you're the only one going to yeah. receive the link because we're going to have a time on the Lord. Amen. It's going to be fire. It's going to be lit. It's going to be praise and worship. It's going to be lit in Jesus' name. And we're going to release the apostolic pressure, the prophetic shift, all up in there. And we're going to all to give the glory to God. Somebody going to be saved. 
I, I, I even invited people that were sick, yeah. amen, that had COVID, amen, yeah. and they're not walking, amen. I believe we serve a God, amen, that even yeah. in the midst of this, they're going to be walking, amen. But those who, yeah. who ain't saved, they're going to be saved when they get up on in there, amen, because that was a particular assignment that God assigned to us. So for those, amen, that are, are listening live, that are part of that, that is in in-house service, we're having our in-house service for those who are watching on YouTube. They can watch on YouTube. I said, but we're gonna have we're gonna give just God the glory. Amen. For those, we will be taking communion. So make sure you have your, your grape juice and your crackers. So we will be taking communion that night to close out the service after the woman of God began to revelate and bring down that revelatory word. Prophetess Lang is going to bring the word the speaker of the hour on that night. And I'll tell you, for those who are listening, you do not want to miss the move of God in 2022 as we launch out of 2021. So I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do uh, in in this season. Amen. What he's getting ready to do in some other places and stuff. So I just appreciate, uh, really, truly appreciate uh, the women that are so diligent, uh, prophetess, amen. Daphne is so diligent in everything that she does, amen. Prophetess Lane, my mom, she's so on oh my amazing. I'm telling you, amazing since we've been on this journey since the pandemic. I mean, it, it's just been powerful, and it just and it just taught me to fight harder. I'm fighting harder than I ever fought before, amen. And we we are uh, we gonna celebrate and give God glory because. Uh, Raymond is from stage two to stage zero, and he's still fighting. He's still fighting. Amen. He was discharged today on tonight. Amen. And uh, we're going to keep him in praise a little week, of course, because he had the chemo or whatever. Uh, but he's we're still believing that God is, uh, he's already, it's already done. It's already done. And we just thank God for what he's doing on tonight, you know, and it's, uh, just continue to keep them lifted up in prayer. Raymond, lifted up in prayer. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, keep the body of Christ at prayer. Keep, amen, the family at large. Amen, the body of Christ at prayer. Amen. Just keep us, amen, laid out before God. And I know God will do what he needs to do um, in this season. Amen. So I'm going to turn this back over to God on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We thank God for the year you've given us. And we want y'all uh, to join us on our, our watch night service. Amen. And we just want to go ahead and pray. Go on. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the anointing that carries me. In the name of Jesus, we pray. God bless you. Thank y'all. Have a good night now. Bye-bye now. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.